He's a very good fortune teller. Yeah, and murderer. And welcome to another Hey, I've got an idea show That over there, that's my brother Mason Uh Poopcorn Williams And that over there is my brother Luke Ranch Dressing Williams And we are going to invent things today This day For you Inventing we're inventors. We are. Yeah. Um, now, Mason, I have to ask you, did, could you predict that I was going to say that your nickname was Poopcorn? Uh, I I did have a suspicion you were going to make it that because just pulling the curtain back for the listeners here. Uh, right before we start recording, I do like a little, hey, papa, poopa, papa kind of thing into the mic to check mm-hmm. our levels. It's always great. And and I did say uh, poopy popcorn, poopy popcorn, you poopy did. popcorn you, you over did. and over. I remember. And now I'm reliving that. But also, uh, those levels look good to you, right? Yeah, no, they're pretty good levels. Well, I'm like sure you, you knew for sure that those were the good levels that you got? Uh, I mean, like, I'm not a professional audio engineer. Quite frankly, I'm just going to send you the recording when we're yeah. done here and trust you to edit it so that it's audible to everyone. I, I'm actually just going to edit Poopy popcorn. I'm going to put it at like 1% volume through the entire episode. No, I will uh, not do that. That's going to be unpleasant. No, nah, yeah, we're we're done. We're done with that bit. Hey, what do we do on this podcast, Mason? How about you? Uh, you well, tell us. Well, as you tried to segue into mm-hmm. and failed with mm-hmm. your asking me about predicting things. I did. I did do that. Uh, we are going to invent a way to tell the future. We are going to invent a soothsaying method. Okay, now, uh, I I just got one problem with that. Call me a skeptic, uh-huh. but I don't think that's real. How how what tools are we going to use to make that a reality? Well, well, now let me ask you this, Luke. Mm-hmm. Would you consider the newspaper a fairly good arbiter of facts? Like, if you were going to reference someone uh, to to you know have a fact in an argument, you might pull up like. I don't know, the New York Times and say, see this article in the New York Times? That means that's true, right? That's fairly authoritative, right? I might be want to do that, yes. And most newspapers, the vast majority of newspapers in Western society, they got the horoscopes in them, don't they? They do. Couldn't print it if it wasn't true. I see what you've done. You've twisted my words and made me a bullshitman. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so uh, horoscopes, though, like they're they're real specific, but also like are they? If, are if they? they were if they were that good, like everybody who had the same birthday would always be doing the same shit. Like, me and everyone else who was born October 5th, which is to say, presumably about 1 365th of the population, we would all have the same kind of day. And 
I don't think that's true. I think, you know what? I'm going to make a call. Somebody with the birthday October 5th died today, and it wasn't Yikes. me. Okay, let's get away from the, the newspaper horoscopes for a second, okay. because quite frankly, I think that uh, they are not too different from fortune cookies in the sense that they try to just tell you something that's vague enough that you feel like you can apply it to your life. I want to try and really, really, really predict the future here. Okay. okay. Well, to to my knowledge, and, and stop me if I'm wrong, but any fortune-telling method, like the main ones that we see, uh, rely on two things. Okay. Number one, you got to have some source of random information, whether that be the motions of the stars above us or rolling dice or like looking at spilled guts from an animal you've just sacrificed or mm-hmm. something like that. You got to have some source of random information. Okay. And then two, you got to have some means of interpreting that and, you know, making it say, hey, this this is actually you will get some money in the next week. Okay. So, did you see that show? I think it was called Numbers. It was like uh, a... I did not catch that show. No. I might have the name wrong, but... It, wait, is it the numbers, but the, the E in numbers is a three? God, I think so. Um, there... I, I think that might be num, okay. which is a word. Yes. And then three, three R-S. Three E-R's. Uh, thurs. Okay. Here's what Num-thurs. I think. Thurs. There's like thurs. There's yes, three I gotcha. R's. There's three R's. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Three R's is reduce, reuse, recycle. And they're just numb. They just, I can't deal with okay. humanity anymore. You're not reducing. Mason. Mason. Yeah. Here's my point. Whatever it was called, why ever it was called that. Okay. Uh, I believe the premise of the show is this. Uh, they, it was essentially castle, but with a mathematician. Okay. So they would be trying, they would, they were trying to figure out why a crime scene was a particular way. And Uh this guy would come in here and be like, oh, well the body fell from the bridge this way. So it had this kind of parabola to his, to his fall and like gravity was this and that and. And, like, he would just crunch the numbers and be able to point out in- inconsistencies with... Just solving crimes with math. Solving crimes with math, because... Wait, wait, wait hang on. Square one. They had math net. Uh, you remember that back in I, the day? I do. I do remember that. Very good deep cut. No one else remembers that. <laughs> okay. Uh, listeners, if you remember mathnet from square one tweet at my brother and tell him that he was wrong and that everyone remembers it and it's a great show is that the one uh it might be i admit i do not remember the musical sting i believe that was the like full melody that they stole from dragnet or possibly pink panther pink panther no, that's Dana, 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 Dana. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's other musical stings from Pink Panther. Anyway, we have gotten way off track. Tell me about numbers, Luke. That's basically it. What about Fuck. math? What about math? What, you want to do it with math? Yeah. Like, what if you take someone looking at predictive probability 
Uh-huh. And they implement a chaotic element where they're like, okay, I'm going to throw this pail of water. <laughs> now, see, that's my thing. We need to get a little RNG in there somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm but, just thinking like, of him like rolling dice or something, but like... I was thinking like, oh, we got to get math, but let's use the numbers and like there's numerology where you can like take your name and turn it into numbers and that means something. But I'm thinking what we do is we use uh, some more relevant numbers, right? Like we take numbers like what's your bank balance right now? Oh, and, like, what's I see. What's the temperature outside? And like how's the stock market doing? And we feed it into a thing and it spits back a bunch of numbers that say, hey, here's you know how lucky you're going to be today. Here's like, should you invest in a new business opportunity? Yes, you should. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. I I was thinking that what you were going to say was how's your bank balance doing? Also, what is your banking information? <laughs> and your yeah, sin, what's your, your sin mother's number, maiden name, mother's yeah. maiden name, and just the password, real quick, if you don't mind. If I could get that password from you, I will tell you your future. Oh, you're going to lose a bunch of money, but not, <laughs> not gonna, because of anything I'm doing. It's just you are going to lose some money. You're going to lose a bunch of money, but wait. Uh, there will be good fortune if you don't investigate the crime. <laughs> yeah, if you if you don't investigate the crime or report it to the police at all, that money will come back to you tenfold. Mm. After I have left town. Could we do a televangelism fortune telling? Oh, 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 that hybrid. is something that I did want to get into. Okay, uh, go ahead. Do you remember uh, a few years back Harold Camping? I do not remember Harold Camping by name. Okay. Uh, well, this is just one of the latest iterations in something that's been going on for the past, oh, I don't know, two millennia, mm-hmm. which is Christian pastors attempting to predict the date of the rapture. And Harold Camping was like the latest in a, a list of this. And he said, oh, you know, the, the end of the world, Jesus is going to, you know, nuke everybody uh, on this date. And he gave a date and then that came and went. So he gave another date and then that came. Oh, and that went. guy. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And then he tried saying like, oh, no, it was a spiritual rapture. I wasn't wrong, you guys. Right. But like, here's the thing. And like for for people who don't have a Christian background, uh, I'm just going to get into some Christian theology here for a bit. This is actually something legit in the Bible, where it's like if you are a prophet and you are saying, hey, I have a prophecy from God and you make a prediction like if it comes true, you're good. If it does not, you are a false prophet. You're full of shit. And that's like. You're 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 going to hell. So there's just like high risk, high reward with that profession. Well, I mean, there's no reward, though. Like if he was right and the world ended when he said it was going to end, how does that benefit him in heaven? He's up in heaven like, ha ha, I was right. It's like, now, cool. You called it. No one cares. We're in heaven. I, I feel like uh, another good example here for how it could be high risk, high reward story joseph joseph yeah. does the dream interpreting which we can get into in a second here and oh yeah dream inter- that's a great source of random information absolutely it is and uh and you know seven years of, of feast seven years of famine 
Uh, I'm, I'm calling this one right. Please don't kill me. 14 years later. Oh, he was right. Let's upgrade this, mofo. Yeah, no, you... Uh, uh, that, is, that is a good, uh, good Bible story. Yeah. So, anyway, he paid off for him, is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, yes, he went from, you know, uh, dungeon to fun... Gin? Fun gin. Uh, Fun... This is nothing. Do it. Doing okay. We'll just say doing okay. Anyway, um, I don't know that we want to bring in necessarily a religious or supernatural element here. Yeah, but dreams, though. That's the thing, is can we get away with not having a supernatural element? Because anything, like, if we're trying to predict the future, aren't we necessarily like looking to spirits and shit or can we like claim like oh no the uh it's the ebbs and flows of probability in the world and i'm gonna pretend this is a pseudoscience to answer that question i i think this actually plays well into a story i wanted to briefly tell um okay so whether or not there is this, these are my personal beliefs okay i don't believe that uh sp- Huge specific prophecies coming true uh, is much of a thing. I don't believe that, uh, like, if if you believe that, great, that's fine. Uh, but I don't believe that if somebody, if I ask somebody, some professional psychic person, like, hey, uh, am I am I going to be making six figures by the time I'm 40? I, I really don't care if they say yes or no. Like, I do not have reason to believe one way or the other. But... I do believe well, I think you'd care if they got real specific with it, like 40. <laughs> no, no, you suck. No, you'll be dead by then. Like, I think I think you'd care at that point. You're going to be dead in 30 seconds. Bam. Ah, oh, got it right again. <laughs> yeah, he's a very good fortune teller. Yeah. And murderer. So yeah. here's what I do believe. This is something that I have seen in person and i do believe that there is a like a measured reasonable reason to believe that this could be a thing um is i do believe in a high skill stat if you will in in predictive uh uh response like somebody being able to not only interpret how a person is how their situation is how their environment is but also i knew this guy who I interacted with at a uh, at some sort of social party gathering type thing who claimed that he had the gift. And it's like, all right, sure, whatever. And this may have just been a parlor trick or something that he was just very good at. But if he looked you in the eye and he watched what you were saying, he could say the words you were saying as you were saying them. Okay. Like, he was he was able to get that predictive response down to such a tight time frame that it was like like 50 milliseconds or less and it was eerie it was very creepy and yeah it's probably just like bs improv skill or whatever but he had the confidence to pull it off and i observed this firsthand so okay, maybe some people are better at reading situations much better. And that doesn't predict, you know, 10 minutes from then or a year from then. But 
he caught he had my attention i i would be willing to listen to his opinion on the future more than the average person for some things okay so so here's a question here's a question we're talking about like cold read skill right now like yeah. can you read another person so here's a question this dude looks into a mirror and attempts to read himself what information does he get i think i think that's sort of like saying uh you know, I don't think that works the same way at all because it's like it's a different skill set. You trying to read yourself is probably like trying to tickle yourself or um, and, you know, you're insert your masturbatory analogy here of choice. It's going to feel different if someone else does it. OK, right. <laughs> did that did that make sense the way I said it? Yeah, no, I mean, that totally makes sense. But I got to admit, it is kind of a bummer thinking that whatever fortune telling method we come up with, I'm not going to be able to predict my own future. I can only predict the futures of others. Hmm. So we would have to set up a thing where we each predict each other's futures. We could. Like, I'll do you and you do me. We could. I I, want to. Okay. I want to take this to a place that is less spiritually, emotionally, like wavy, gravy, uh, hippie, dippy. I want to take this to a place that's much more science. Can you take, can you take me there? Can I take you to the science? The science of fortune telling that isn't pseudoscience. Okay. So let's, Let's talk about your phone's autocomplete. Okay. Uh, autocomplete text is very much a thing. And that is based on the type of things. Not only is it based on like, oh, this this is, uh, you, you said bog, but you clearly meant dog because that's the closest word. No, it's it's getting the AI is getting real good. It's, it's like context sensitive. It knows what you are probably going to say next. Like right now. Luke and I, we are recording on Skype, and one of the new features on Skype is it will suggest a cool thing for you to say next, and you can just sort of auto-respond if you feel so inclined. Mm. Uh, Granted, not that great yet, because, Mm -hmm. like, it'll still not sound like a human being, and it'll still say congratulations at a funeral or stuff like that. Right, right, right. But assuming that technology gets, gets better and better, like, let's say... I'm just going to I'm just going to zone out and I'm going to bang my fingers on the keyboard and I'm just going to tap it tap it tap it tap it tap it and then I'm going to let autocorrect assemble that into sentences. Can it pull information from what I should have been saying? Quick quick thing. Yeah. Uh you meant autocomplete more than autocorrect. Um uh, either or, yeah. Auto something. Yes, auto autocorrect does change the words to what you probably meant, autocomplete being the predictive part. Um yeah. So just we... like get Markov chains and whatnot out of my own things that I already normally say, and then I just add a little randomness and it corrects it for me to what I should be saying, and it says stuff that I didn't know I was trying to say. Right. Our so what you're suggesting is if you just had super advanced autocomplete, could you use it to tell your fortune? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Like we you could, could just hold design. down 
I, and then it's like, I'm going to masturbate. And you're like, oh, how did it know? <laughs> I, I'm going to go to the store. Oh, I guess I'm going to the store. I guess I'll type out the rest of the sentence to masturbate. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing is it's only going to be as good as what you've already fed into it. Right. Right. Um, That's intriguing. I, like I should really of... stop telling people that I'm going to go masturbate. They don't need to know. I could just be like BRB bio. They don't need to know which biological function I'm stimulating. You know, I knew a guy. He was essentially a sitcom side character that that was always his exit line. He would always just be like, there'd be some some bullshit would happen where it's like, uh, we're really going to have to clean up the place. Uh, I'm going to go fap. (laughs) And then exit character stage left fans cheer. I, I like fans. that. I approve. <laughs> anyway, uh, I did not expect him to enter into this conversation. Um, where were we? Autocomplete. Uh, I don't know how the science of that works. I do want to say, in general, as technology keeps advancing, do you remember when, like, Dragon, naturally speaking, you would have to, like, sit and train the computer to recognize your voice for all, like a couple oh. of days to oh, like my dude my it's... dude yeah back in the goddamn day i used to do tech support and in theory i was doing tech support for an isp but mm. then people could pay extra for premium tech support and then i'm supposed to help people who call in with whatever and this is like a decade ago at this point But anyway, I was in the call center and we had this recurring dude who would always call us up and he had to have some sort of mental condition because he was calling us multiple times per day over and over and over again. And his whole thing was he was visually challenged or what have you. And he was constantly installing new text reader software and trying to get us to help him set it up but it was never right so he would keep uninstalling it and then installing some new brand and then he would uninstall that and install the old one and again you're doing tech support with a blind guy so you know it's kind of difficult right off the bat yeah uh but also just like he would keep you on the phone for hours and again he was calling in multiple times per day every day and eventually they like blocked him from using the service and we're like wow you keep installing the same software over and over again it's never gonna do what you want it to do we'll refund you your money but you can't go to us for tech support anymore wow man like how bad does your shit have to be to get blocked by tech support it was pretty bad. Like his, like I said, he had some sort of mental issue. I'm yeah. not going to armchair diagnose, but I was yeah. talking to him and it was not only his eyes that weren't all there. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I, you know, I had a brief stint with uh, the call service world and I got off so much easier than you did because I was helping people book their axe throwing parties. So I only got people that were calling mostly excited for a party they were planning yeah and they're calling for one thing it's not like you got somebody who calls up he's like can i throw a shovel it's like no yeah and you know what you're getting don't get me wrong there were some people that were like 
you know, I need my money back. I need to speak to a manager, blah, 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 blah. But it was like one in a hundred, a thousand sure. maybe. Anyway, so could the call service world get better protection by predictive call screening? Huh? Uh, that's something that we're already trying to roll out. Okay. Because, again... I'm in the industry like this is my day job Uh, and I can tell you that we're getting more and more features that's like, hey, if you're calling for one of these common reasons, you know, just press one and you don't have to bother a human being. We'll just tell you what you want to know. Or, hey, uh, we can see what number you're calling from. We can see what account you're trying to pull up. We'll just automatically reroute you to the department we think you want. Oh, we can we can verify who you are by like getting a voice print. And that gets done like in the first 10 seconds of you talking. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now, well, sometimes that's pretty annoying because sometimes you're calling from someone else's phone because your phone is broken. And when you come on the line, we're like, oh, hello, Mr. Jenkins. And you're like, no, nah, I'm not Mr. Jenkins. I'm just calling from Mr. Jenkins phone. I'm Mr. You know, Bryant. Could you please pull up my account? And then I got to pull it up and be like, oh, Mr. Bryant, you have a completely different service that I can't help you with. Please stay on hold for another half hour while I get you to the correct department. So, you know, not always bulletproof, but we're trying. Yeah. Huh. I I mean, as good-natured as I was thinking this would be, I'm also now thinking, like, yeah, I don't... I don't know if that's a fortune-telling service anymore. That's it's just really kind not. Of, that's security stuff. In yeah, sense. that's just the unavoidable future of capitalism where companies try to anticipate your needs more and more, not so much because they want to fulfill your needs, but because they want to cut down on staffing. Right. So, we were going to use predictive text. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, I, like my original thing was I didn't just say tell the future. I said soothsaying. So I do want to have sort of that eldritch flavor to it. Like, I do like the idea of, like, tossing dice and being like, oh, what uh, what does the future hold for me? It's like, oh, I'm going to get these colored popsicle sticks and I'm just going to toss them on the ground and be like, oh, this green one is overlapping with the red one. There's opportunity for money. Okay, so sort of what I'm hearing here, too, is that I was saying, in- initially, I was saying, suggesting... Uh, I want to see some actual hard, uh, you know, predictions being made with some math and some science. And you're sort of being a little bit more romantic about it and sort of longing for the theatrics. Well, now, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like I was saying, you got to have the RNG and then you got to have the interpretation. And if you're a good interpreter, like you can weave a tale from that starting point information, Right. Like, if I see somebody coming and I know that person or I can cold read enough information about that person and then my RNG spits back with like, hey, this person's going to be unlucky in love, but I know, hey, this dude's been faithfully married for 40 years, unlucky in love is not going to fly, I'm going to immediately reinterpret this and be like, oh, your wife's going to get mad at you. Or, oh, you know, uh, you're going to have a platonic relationship that gets soured up. 
Like, you know, uh, you're going to have the interpretation. It's all in the in how you spin it. Hmm. And that's the same thing, regardless of what sort of soothsaying we're talking about. Like, if you have people do your fucking tarot, if you have people, I don't know, read your palms, it's all the same shit. It's all put in the RNG, have some method for interpreting it, and then theatrics to make it like you got to customize it to the person you're talking to. See, uh, now this is the thing about horoscopes, right? The horoscopes you get in the paper, that's just like your one out of 12 signs, right? But yeah. if you get your horoscope properly done and you're talking to somebody who knows like, oh, you were born in this hospital at exactly this time, they're going to come back with a lot more specific information. And very often they will tailor that to you and they will be like, oh, Luke, I see you're going to record a podcast in the evening. And you could be like, oh, shit, how did you know? And they're like, I I just got I'm really good fortune teller. But in reality, they actually like pulled up your information and they're right, spitting it right. back to you with okay. a little bit of, you know, extra spin on the ball. OK, so here's here's two things that I think. One, I think I've got some uh, some direction I can give this, uh, but I want to just sort of chew on it a little bit. I want to think about it Two, You know, what's in the paper. What? In uh, in the horoscope section. What? Under Aquarius. Yeah. Uh-huh. Water. Uh, I think Aquarius actually isn't a water sign. Pisces. I don't know if that's a water sign. I know that there's like... Sagittarius. Whatever. One of those is bound to be a water sign. Let's go. Wee. Hello, dear listeners, and thank you for listening to Season 3, Episode 7, uh, Fortune Telling. Uh, this goes in a fun direction in the next little bit. So if you like our improv sort of bits that we do sometimes, uh, we stay tuned to the end. There's some fun coming up. There's just a quick break to tell you a few things you might not know, as well as uh, to update you on our individual creative endeavors. Uh, one fun fact is that uh, I've already moved some stuff around in my room, which has the recording booth in it. And soon I want to put my mic setup up there. Uh, because the computer is down here in this noisier room. So point being, the quality of the audio should jump up again on my end a little bit, which nobody cares about, but I care about. Mason is Tailstake at Tailstake on Twitter. He also does a comic called Forward, forwardcomic.com, sci-fi future thing, very cool. Also, he does the art for Roll to Save at rolltosavecomic.com. He's always doing a bunch of other cool things. He's got a book series. He does board game design. Uh, a lot of great stuff over on his Patreon, patreon.com slash Please check it out. You won't be disappointed. He does a lot. Oh, of course. Now the cat is meowing at the door. This is exactly what I wanted. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. You want in? You want to be part of this? Okay. So let me, let me wrap this up quick. I'm less ashamed on Twitter. I have a YouTube series, Careful Consideration on YouTube, but it's, it's going to be a little bit before I get to the next uh, episode because I got to finish up this other thing. Uh, the other thing is my mashup album, What's Your Whistle by Headless Sam. Uh, oh, oh my, is this ever going to be a thing coming up soon? This may, this may, headlesssam.com. Also, I'm working on a bunch of other podcasts. Don't want to forget that. Some other stuff coming up with that. We're always taking your suggestions for things that we can design. If you think that we should invent a particular kind of thing, uh, hit us up, show at gmail or tweet at show.com. No, let me try it again. Tweet at show. We're also open to conversation about ads and ad swaps and stuff like that. So, you know, if, if that's the kind of thing that you like to do, you want to advertise with us, or you have a podcast yourself, 
uh, hit us up. And I'm going to hit you with that preview for my upcoming album, Watch Your Whistle by Headless Sam. Here it is. This May. Luke's mashup comedy album, Wet Your Whistle by Headless Sam, will finally be ready. Over 50 different artists and hundreds of samples. Over an hour runtime representing a year and a half of work. You have not heard a comedy mashup album like this one. And my personal promise, the sexiest version of Genuine's Pony you've ever heard. Wet Your Whistle by Headless Sam. Check out headlesssam.com this May. I said, are you gonna be my boots? Got an idea. Hear me out. I'm listening. So, you're saying... If there was some info hacking to help with the read from the back end, right? Sort of like almost like a hacking component to this, that that okay. would help provide some information. Okay. Well, now you don't even need to hack necessarily. You just pull up people's social media feed. Like if I'm doing yeah. your fortune, but like down under the table, I've got my iPad on my knees and it's showing me like your Instagram, like I'm going to get some information from that. Right. But even, like, let's take it one step deeper, okay? Let's say we're talking about somebody who's got some watchdog power, all right? He can right. just, like, voom, and then use his techno-wizardry advantage, okay? And let's say that this, uh, whatever software he's using, also has some showmanship towards the RNG part, right? Like, so, so let's just say that it doesn't matter if it's a card or a die or some animated GIFs of bones dropping or whatever. That part doesn't matter as much as the interpretation, like you're saying. So you could literally leave almost all of this up to software. So my new thought, my new pivot for what this could be is what if this was software that we sold for people to do crimes? Okay. So it is like the ultimate distraction for taking people's money. It's like you're selling them on reading their future, but the whole time you're gathering more and more information, right? Because like the longer you have them on the hook, the more info you're getting. Okay, so so you're saying I buy this software. Like, you're selling me the software, I buy the software. Yeah. And I, I've got it now, and I pull it up on, let's say, my phone, and I'm going to say, hey, everybody, I'm a fortune teller. Come to me, I'll read your fortune. Yeah. And somebody comes in, and they sit down across from me, and I'm like, hey, cross my palm with silver. Uh, I, I take debit. And they're like, okay, cool, beep, I get 10 bucks. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to look into your shit. And then my phone, like, hacks their phone because it's, like, close enough that, like, 
ARFID or Bluetooth or whatever. It's like, oh, I've got all your information. I'm into your, your social media feed. And now I crack that automatically. Like the, the software is just whirring and whirring. My phone is smoking. But it's right. pulling up like, I got what you had for dinner on like yeah. May 5th, two years ago. And it's pulling up all that information. And maybe it's projecting it from the inside into the inside of my crystal ball. So these images are all just sort of flashing and I do some showmanship shit, and I'm like, oh, I have three balls over here. Now it's one ball over there. And I'm yeah. going to look at, you know, the patterns in the irises of your eyes. Ooh, I can see everything. And yes. tell me about your father. I'm sensing somebody whose name begins with a B. You know, shit like that. And then mm. eventually I tell them, hey, here's some information. And that helps me do a crime on them. Well, you can while they are engrossed the the phone can be do i just pick their pocket like what i mean that could be an accomplice or uh it can be that you get enough info that you can blackmail them if they got a bad secret or something or like that's the thing is not everybody has bad secret and not everybody who has a bad secret would be willing to pay to to not let that secret get out. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody's got something. I, I got, like, my porn habits that I don't want my mom to know about. But mm-hmm. if you came to me and you were like, hey, Mason, give me $1,000 or I'll tell your mom about porn, I'd be like, cool, go tell her. Like, I, I'm not going to respond to that. Yeah. So, like, you can't blackmail everybody. Like, not everybody has a blackmailable secret. Right. Okay, but here's here's what I'm thinking. This is, like, a wide net, right? So, some of them you pickpocket. Some of them you just impress and you get your $10 or whatever. You ask for a tip if you've been pretty convincing. Some of them you get the big fish. And you realize, holy shit, this guy's having an affair and he's, like, the CEO of a bank. So, like, let's nail this guy. Um, okay. What? You're not interested in crime? I mean, don't get me wrong, I love crime. Okay. I'm not saying I don't love crime. So, that's that's my spin for how we can use this predictive software. Like, the the fortune-telling aspect of this is, at this point, superfluous. Like, if we take that out and I just say, hey, I'm gonna do a magic show, like, how is the methodology mm. different yeah and to be honest we're also not predicting the future like at all other than you're about to lose a bunch of money yeah yeah it's it's mostly just like this is your social feed info and that's really got nothing to do you with like predicting i the future. know i and, posted that i remember tweeting that and it's yeah. like oh i predict that you will not like the president it's like yeah good great Great call. I, could, I don't like Oh, the man. President. Did you just read that on me? Wow. Good for you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So why don't... That's 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 my character of a soothsayer, Mr. Smarty Pants. You think you can do a better fortune-telling guy? Go for it. What's, what's your big thing? Okay. Well, you know what? what? Uh, this is actually something that uh, our friend M... Uh, she was going to be 
doing some LARPing as like an orc shaman or something. Okay. And she wanted to have some sort of soothsaying method. This was a while, long time ago. Okay. And she said to me, Mason, I want something that's not culturally appropriative of some other real world tradition. So like, I don't want to throw bones because there's people in the world who actually do throw bones. I'm an orc, hmm. make some fantasy shit up. Hmm. And what I came up with for her was I got like a loop of string. So like you're doing cat's cradle with it kind of thing. But okay. the, uh, along the length of the loop of the string, like every two inches or so you had a knot and I colored in the knots and then what you do is you just run the string through your hands like you're doing a rosary, just like flick, 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 flick through your hands. And then you stop at an arbitrary point and then you do the cat's cradle thing. And then you're looking at the knots in your hands. And like if this knot is close to that knot, then it has significance like, oh, and each of the each of the colored knots means something like the red is conflict and the black is death. But then like the purple is wealth, that kind of thing. So if you have purple come up next to black, then you're like, oh, there's wealth, but there's going to be some sort of big permanent change that comes along with it. So partially the color thing had me thinking of something completely similar but different because you know how many different arrangements you can get on a Rubik's Cube. Oh, here we go. This is one of your areas of expertise, is it not? It is. So, I have a Rubik's Cube in front of me right now, and I'm going to try and do a cold read for you right now. Okay, okay, okay. So, we got the six colors. We got white, yellow, blue, green, red, and orange. So, each right. of those has to correspond to some fundamental thing that you would do, you know, fortune-telling for. Yes, but also, so, as I'm solving, there will be there will be certain points where it will tell me it will be arranged a different way, right? Okay. So first things first is I need you to tell me as your heart moves, which one of those six colors do you feel is at the base of your being? Blue is blue is my base. Blue we established base. this with my persona. Blue is my base. So I see... I am literally solving this as I go here. I see that blue is really like at the heart of you. You've got this emotional depth that people don't understand. And you're trying to you're trying to express yourself, but maybe you're feeling frustrated. Are you feeling frustrated, Mason? Yeah, no, sometimes people don't really understand how I feel. Because I, I tend to put up walls. I tend to be kind of flippant and sarcastic with people. And yeah, no, I, I'm hard to read. I don't have like very expressive facial expressions. So sometimes people don't know if I'm feeling sad and that can be frustrating. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see. Now, as as, as you feel led to, let tell me what, uh, what would you feel is like the next supportive color after that? Now, I do have to point out that green is the only one that that is the antithesis here. So it, it can't be green. It has to be yellow, orange, white, or red. Okay. Green what? is the antithesis. Uh, I don't know if I like that. Cause green is a very positive sort of color. Like you think of growth and whatnot. Mm. Uh, but okay. So other colors, you know what? Yellow, yellow seems yellow. to be like new life, new growth. It's the color of gold. 
So, so tell me, why is it that you feel that yellow is the thing that comes to mind next? I guess I wanted something positive, and I I view yellow like a like a bright Easter sunrise kind of thing. It's like boom, yellow is bright and and new. And as as you're saying, yellow can be representative of money. And I've got some good news for you, Mason. Oh shit, what? The that complication that might be causing some stress. Uh-huh. The yellow the yellow side solved very easily. And that tied right into orange. So I think there's some bright sunny days coming up. I think you might have a sunset in the near future. Now, uh, what I'm sunset? getting a sunrise. Okay. And also the red. The red I'm getting hints of now, too. That one's solved very easily as well. There's going to be less resistance. Okay. So I think things are going to start getting a little bit easier for you. And brighter days are on the horizon. Now, I've just got one more here. And let's see. Okay, well, now, Luke, yeah. what should I do? Well, the um, that whole base has sort of come together pretty uh, pretty simply. It really didn't uh, put up too much of a fight. So I think that pretty much staying on the same track is part of the key to this. But let's let's not forget, I haven't solved this yet. Mm. So we're now at the part where we've got the orientation of the last layer. And what that means is I've got one of 40 different possible arrangements. And what I've got is technically a six... But because I'm not that good yet, uh, it, is, it is an L shape for me. So uh, what's is there something with the letter L? Well, I mean, there's you, my brother Luke. That's true. I'm here and I'm here for you. Now, you're, you're gonna not going to bring me my sunrise. This. I might be the source of your sunrise. That works. Sure. Now, this is what's going to get really interesting here. Okay, I'm on the last step for what's going to hold this all together. And you know what permutation you got on the last layer? What's that? You got one that we call the Z perm. Hmm. So what does the letter Z mean to you? Is there anybody with the last name or a first name that starts with Z? There's, I mean, I was the zebra on the Fursona episode a couple you, you weeks are, ago. You are, you're a zebra. So maybe I am the key. <laughs> you're the key to my future. I see. Well, I've solved the cube, and that's your fortune. That's that'll be twelve ninety five, please. Oh, what a bargain. Um, I don't know, man. Like proof of concept, that could have been worse. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, obviously, if we were side by side, like, you would have me scramble the cube? Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, that's the other thing, too, is that I'm getting kind of steady at solving it, like, conversationally at 30 seconds to a couple of minutes there. Obviously, it was slower than I would be if I was not doing that yeah. improv shit. Um, but if you had somebody who could easily knock it out in 10 seconds, every step... They could be explaining, and it's just literally like a flash of magic to somebody as they're doing it, right? Right, right. So, like, I like that you're asking me what the colors mean to me. Because some people, like, like yellow can have different connotations. Like, if you were like, oh, how do you feel about yellow? And I'm like, piss! 
then that that's going to feel different. <laughs> but you were asking me what the colors mean to me as we go along. So that that helps you get a better read on me, I think. Mm. I got to tell you, too, um, s- there is a little bit of sleight of hand with Rubik's Cubes that can happen, too. And this is Rubik's being the main brand that made it popular, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, we're talking about puzzle cubes in general. Ex- yeah. Et cetera, yeah. Um, but I was able to pick out something that a Rubik's Cube magician did on one of those, like, uh, uh, America's Got Talent type shows. Yeah. Right? So one of the things that he did is he held up a cube that to everybody else looked like it was totally scrambled, right? Yeah. And then he got just a regular single cube, like one cube that has all six colors on it. And he part of the trick is he gets the person to hide the color from him. And he says, like, pick any color, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm going to reveal your color in a particular way. And then he, all he did was he put the cube the scrambled cube into a bag reached in as they were distracted looking at it and then pulled it out and like, I haven't touched it. And look, it's green just on the bottom side. You'll see there's no green here, no green there. It's all on one side. And what I can tell what he did was he had an algorithm set for a pre-scrambled cube that all he had to do was do two or three flicks, maybe five or six with one hand in the bag that he was able to do as soon as he knew what color it was. So mm. all he had to do then is just do a false setup of somehow he knew what color they picked. Okay. But but it was something that was a skill set that not every magician could do. And it was a legitimate cube that looked like it was scrambled. So like somebody could easily interpret sleight of hand like that into a fortune telling routine. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I like this. I like, uh, that you can force it when you want the cube to say a particular kind of thing. Uh, I like that, like you're coming to me and I'm scrambling and and that's me introducing the randomness. So like in my head, I know, Oh, I'm the one who's inputting this information, even though I'm really kind of not, I'm just scrambling it around. And then you interpret it as you go. Like, there's a lot about this that feels right. Yeah, uh, like I gotta I'm, say, I'm cool with this. Okay, you know what? I feel like we we could polish this a little bit more, but it's kind of easy to put the coat of paint on this one at this point. You know, it's it's a, a bit gimmicky, but it's like I've been blessed with the gift of. Uh, being a the cube uh what's the what's the name for it cube soothsayer something yeah. cube psychic um okay but i've you know some i'm a super genius and i can I'm tapped into the powers of fortune telling um i want to if if you're cool with this i'd like to do one more run at it okay and i would like you to play a bit of a character this time and just be an absolute shit. Uh, just be an absolute shit like I'm a troublemaker kind of guy? Uh, more so, you really played into it the last time. Yeah. So, make it a little harder for me this time. Okay, okay. So, you, you have set up your booth that you're like, I will tell your fortune with this Rubik's Cube. And now I'm just coming up and I'm like, huh, 
Yeah, I've got five bucks to blow. Let's okay. see what this guy's all about. Oh, this is actually the perfect time for me to introduce my latest invention. All right, what? What's this now? Yeah, you gave me a setting just now, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. This gives me the perfect chance to introduce yet another robot what? to the Hey, I've Got an Idea show family. You're going to like this one. It's the Illusionbot. Illusionbot. The Illusionbot is going to paint us a soundscape of the setting you've described. So, did you say we're at like a fair? I don't say a fairground, but you've got like a tent. Okay, so, alright. Illusionbot, give us a fairground. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got like the the snack vendors over there. I can smell the hot dogs. Mm-hmm. There's you get some. Oh, there's a kid running by. Okay. Uh, but you're you're coming into this quiet tent over here, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I can see the colors of the tent and the sign out front. Tell my fortune with a puzzle cube. I don't. Huh. Well, yeah. what the hell? Is it, that, I got... that, that's your character. Huh. Yeah. Tell my fortune with a puzzle cube, eh? Well, I got five smackaroonies. I got, uh, I got some time to kill while my, uh, my bitch is on the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> come in, come in. Yeah, they make a roller coaster just for dogs, so that's impressive. <laughs> okay, that's good. They're, come in. It's, it's the mystical cube teller. Huh. You got a cube, huh? I do, and I can tell your fortune, sir. Mm, I don't know. I'm pretty skeptical. Are you skeptical, sir? I just... If you would love to learn what the future has in store for you, I promise I'll make a believer out of you yet. I just need ten dollars in this little container here. Oh, ten, huh? Well... That's right. But what cost is ten dollars for the gift of knowing... What will happen next? I don't know. You got tomorrow's lotto numbers? <laughs> All right, there's your ten. Okay, ten. Now, good sir, what's your name? Uh, my name's Brian. Brian. Please, tell me, Brian, I've got six colors here. Blue, yellow, red, green, white, and orange. What one speaks to you most? Uh, I'm white. That's white. <laughs> White? Really? You're, you're wanting of, of of gold from the lotto numbers? Doesn't speak to you that maybe money? Well, I mean, you asked gold? what I am. I'm white. I'm not you, green. Uh, you are? Who am I? To argue with you, sir, you are White Brian. I am going to now solve for White. Here we go. All Wait, right. hang on. Shouldn't I scramble that for you first? Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. There, right. there, 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 I'm gonna oh. mess this up real good. Oh yes, oh, yes I'm you messing are. it up real good. Oh my! Oh, oh god! Scramble, scramble, scramble! Oh that's that's oh, ooh, magical are, disco bullshit. Putting it you in are the really cube. Doing oh, it. You're never gonna solve this. Oh my! I don't know. Let's see. Uh, there you all right, go. Thank, all right, thank all right. You. Try and solve um, that, smart hmm. guy. All right, solving for white. Here we go. There's one. There's two. Okay, I see that blue and orange last. Okay, here's what I've learned so far. I see that passion runs deep with you, and that red came up first. And that also blue, your emotions, they're a little harder to crack. Are you a bit of a tough guy, sir? 
I'm, I'm kind of a tough guy. There's there's people that would call me tough. Sure, sure. And uh, I see that the the bright orange happy days have they been a little bit fewer and further between lately? Mm. I ain't gonna lie. I could use a win. Okay. Well, let's see if I can help you out with that. What? Sir, would be the next color that you feel most uh, moved towards. We've got orange, green, red, and blue. Not yellow. We're saving the best for last. Okay, okay. Well, uh, you said red's my passion. I'm a pretty passionate guy, so let's go for red. Red, I see. All right, let's see what happens next. All right, and we're solving the cube, and we've got... Blue up next. Interesting. The passion and the emotions, they're really closely tied for you. Does that mean anything in particular for you? Well, I mean, isn't passion one of the emotions? It can be, but some people, they're emotionally uh, more in a a compassionate state, or perhaps even a more uh, morose state. I see that anger is something that you feel more often than you would like, perhaps. It's yeah. more real for you, perhaps. I, uh, I do get pissed off sometimes. Like, I'm not going to lie. I got a bit of a temper on me. I got a bit of a temper. But, I see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's not who I am. That's that's just something that happens to me, you know? Okay, so first and foremost, I see that we're landing on the same spot again, that the orange and the blue really do come together as a connecting point for you. That happiness is 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 key in your emotions that there's something holding you back from making that connection uh, not something winning is the lottery that's what's holding me back where are those oh, numbers pal you know what we're just at the last part here gold is up next and we've got the l shape for you does the letter l mean something to you sir as well perhaps an l for you l l for lottery yeah, you know the, the what? The one that thing I've been asking one. for this whole time. Yeah, yeah, no, I get the lottery. I like it. Understandable, sir. We're almost there. Patience, please. Don't let that hot-headedness get the better of you. All right, all right, all right. You want, not, like I said, like I said, it's something that happens to me. So if, if it happens, it happens. Okay. Sir, I'm... Oh, no. <laughs> I... I put in the wrong algorithm... Uh, What's all this about an algorithm? I no, thought oh, we were no, doing magic. No, I'm no. It's 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 it is not magic, but uh, but fortune. Hmm. I uh, just give me a moment. Here we're almost. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes. Good. Well, you know, I am kind of a tough nut to crack, so I understand. Take your time. There we are, and we're back. Okay. I'm a reasonable guy. Okay. Just don't cross me. Okay, and here we are. We're on the last part now, and I see that the last key to this puzzle for you, we're back to white again, because again, that's your white. That's me. (laughs) That's you. And also, A is your magic letter at the end here. Is, Is there anyone in your life, perhaps, whose name starts with A? Oh, I mean, there's Angie. Angie, tell me about Angie. Oh, she's on the roller coaster right now. I'm waiting for her. Oh, your dog. I see. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think maybe there's something that you hadn't considered with your dog. It does. Does your dog do any tricks by any chance? Well, I like sit. 
fetch. Don't shit there. That's pretty impressive. You could monetize that. And scene. I don't know where to take that anymore. Okay, so I was I was feeling pretty good up until the point where I fucking screwed it up and had to start over. Yeah. So Okay. Okay, we had some hits and misses there. No, no, I mean I'm 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 liking it. I think that was more hit than miss. Like you were winning me over. Okay. Okay. Well, I think our new fortune telling method of what did I call it? Cube mysticism? Cubomancy. Cubomancy. No, no, no mancy I'm... would be if you could control the cubes. Uh, yeah. Cubology? Cube, oh my god, that sounds real good. That's gotta be something, but whatever, let's steal it. Cubology! I'm I like a cubologist. It. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode on cubology, well, thank you. Uh, we did not expect to get here from fortune telling, but that's what you get when you're inventing off uh, off the cuff. And uh, if you have a suggestion for something else that you would like us to invent, please don't hesitate to shoot us a message about it. Uh, tweet at H-I-G-A-I show or email H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com. Also, we need a verdict. We do. So what do you think for this one? Um... Uh... Do, do you want to just pit all of your robots against each other? What? No. Do uh, I do I want to do that? Yeah, like Should definition okay, bot, you know what? Moogle, and Illusionbot. Uh, how about how about this? Just because we don't have a ready set to go verdict here, should my robots fight? I think we're gonna get a yes. I I can't imagine we would get a no, but maybe there's some pacifists out there that don't want to see any harm come to them. Uh, but yes, should my should my robots fight? That verdict is up on our Twitter at H-I-G-A-I show. Now, Mason, I have a suggestion. Oh shit, what you got? For what we should invent next week. This one comes from my wife-to-be. Oh, from your, your fiancé. That's correct. Caitlin. Caitlin. She makes suggested. soap. She does make soap. She's better at inventing soap than we are, that's for sure. Although we haven't made soap yet. We are going to invent, as per her suggestion, curtains. Curtains? It's curtains for us. It's curtains for us right now, and it will be a new kind of curtains that will open up next week. Some sort of new window covering device or system. Curtains. Next week on Hey, I've Got an Idea Show. And this has been our needlessly conversation. Wait, I missed a word. Missed a word there. Okay, I can do it. This has been Needlessly Creative Conversation. Mason, take us out. And until next week, dear, dear listeners, I implore you. Thumbs up, monorail. I went. Good night, everybody. Good night.